(laughs) Hey, I'm Sherry. And I'm Marty. Tired of hearing bad news everywhere you turn? Well, we are. We're taking a little journey back to simpler times. Come along for the ride as we share some of our fun childhood memories. Might even jog some of your memories, too. Mm, I don't know, Marty. My memory lane is like a cul-de-sac these days. Hey, that is not going to stop us. Come join us for Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the the Handle. So, Sherry... I was wondering if you had any lessons that you've learned from your mother or father that have stuck with you over the years. Like one of the things you were talking about being car sick in, I would always get car sick as we were saying, driving down to Alabama in the middle of the summertime with the windows up and two people smoking away. And I was, would always get car sick. And my mom's response was, you're not car sick. You're just hungry. And we would stop and eat. And of course, I'd feel better because nobody's sitting there smoking in the restaurant oh. or, you know, not not like in the car. Yeah. And so that was lessons I that my mother tried to teach me. You're not car sick. You're just hungry. That's a little, wouldn't they call that like um, brainwashing? <laughs> what do you call that? <laughs> that, that? That's very interesting. Very manipulative. Very, oh, your mom you was ahead of her time on that one. <laughs> Well, we had, well, I told you the first one that I'll share, which when my mom would get mad at my dad, she'll say, I'm going to tell you two things. Don't ever get married and never have children. <laughs> and, and so that and always- How old were you when she first started saying that? We got that one a lot. I That was a, that was a, a tradition that was whenever she was mad at my dad. And so it but just- But y'all would get lumped in there, you know? Yeah. She didn't, she was telling you not to have you, people right. like you. Yeah. I mean, we knew she was mad at my dad, but somehow we, we were grouped into the whole thing. It was like, what did I do? You know, but <laughs> my dad was always, if you had your shoes on, that wouldn't have happened. And, and it could, you could have stubbed mm. your toe five minutes before you went to bed. You're in your pajamas and you, you know, but if you had your shoes on, that wouldn't have happened. And my mom, my mom had a couple of good ones, which she was always about be gracious. Be, if somebody gives you something, even if you don't like it, be gracious, say thank you, you know, be a gracious giver and a gracious receiver. And, and, Mm. and then I also remember she was really, and we didn't have a lot of money, but if like, if some, if a kid came over, we couldn't, if there wasn't enough to share with everybody, we couldn't have it. And we knew ahead of time, like we wouldn't even bring it out or or even broach the subject of whatever this last, you know, we have three pieces of whatever this is and there's four kids. And then, and I don't remember if if I had mentioned it before, but with the ice cream man, you know, she, we, yeah. we, if we were all, if the kids were all in the street playing kickball or something and the ice cream man came, we couldn't get ice cream unless all the kids could. And so my mom would always try to make sure she had a little extra money so they could get a push up or something. Yeah, it was nice. And then this one's weird. And I think this is just something that was handed down from my, who knows, my great grandmother probably. But if you have warts, this could take us down a whole rabbit hole of (laughs) remedies. But if you had warts, which my sister Debbie did, she had warts on her fingers, and you take a piece of string and you tie three knots in it, not on top of each other, they have to be separated on the string, and then you take potato peels and you dig a hole in the ground and you put the string with the knots in with potato peels and that will make your warts go away. Did it work? I don't think it did. And I think my sister ended up having to go get them like frozen. They'd freeze them off or something, which I think hurt. 
I don't know if compound W or whatever that yeah. stuff is had been invented, but yeah. And they, and you know, it's one of those things when you're a kid, you're thinking that doesn't really make sense, but you know, you're an <laughs> elder told says. you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so it's yeah. like, and I, well, Hey, far be it for me to argue with my mom. I, you know, that mm. just wasn't going to happen. So when we would go on trips this was before they had rest stops, you know, so you'd have to, we drove a thousand miles and with three kids in the car who were all young, periodically, we would just have to, you know, stop along the side of the road and mm-hmm. open up both car doors, you know, so that nobody could see from the street. But when we did actually find a place to actually use the restroom, my mom would say, now sit on your hands because you could wash your hands afterwards. So that was her lesson there. And it wasn't, I'm telling you, 30 years later, I said, Mom, why didn't we just put toilet paper on the seat to sit on? I had never questioned it. And she just looked at me. And finally, she said, well, I'm not perfect. Aww. (laughs) She hadn't thought of it either. Yeah. Well, I wonder if one of the reasons she didn't think of it was, and this, I learned this from my grandfather, who... I think he was born in 1912, maybe. When we would go to their house, you got you were allowed to use one square of toilet paper for if you went wow. pee, and you got two squares if you had to do something oh more word. than just pee. Yeah. Wow. And so I wonder if that comes from a- Maybe so. Like maybe mm-hmm. it wouldn't have occurred to her, like a depression era thing. Like you wouldn't yeah. waste the toilet paper, right? Uh, good so, point. Yeah, good but point. But still- yeah, sitting on your hands, that didn't appeal to me either. We were told to no. squat, which was well, just it was just a an oh, invitation. That's a hard to, thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then well, you wash I, your hands, but you're not supposed to touch the doorknobs. Like we were afraid we were all kinds of things you could catch from the doorknobs. But mm. you know, and I don't think people had invented opening the door with your foot or using your elbows or any of that at that time. So it was yeah, yeah you had to pick your poison. I'd say, well, why would we sit on our hands? I, she'd say, well, because you can wash your hands. And I, I'd say, yeah, but I eat with my hands. I don't eat with my butt. <laughs> See? It was all very confusing. Yeah. yeah. And you were so, and she, you must have been a tough kid because how do you argue with, you had some good logic going there. <laughs> And so there it was. Well, I'm not perfect. You just you drove her right. Well, to I it. didn't even say that until you know 30 years later because I went right along with it yeah. for many years. It just was later on when I became an adult that I went. This doesn't really make sense. I got to ask her about that. <laughs> That's great. One of the other things I learned from my mom was you can make perfectly good Thousand Island dressing by mixing mayonnaise and chili sauce. Oh, I thought it was. Is it mayonnaise and ketchup? Well, oh. No, this was chili sauce wow. that like cocktail um, oh, oh, sauce. Okay. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or I guess cocktail, you know, the red cocktail yeah, yeah, yeah. sauce. If you mix that Ooh, with, that sounds with awful. mayonnaise, that was, oh, it's perfectly good Thousand Island dressing. It's the yeah. same thing. It's the yeah. Same oh, thing. well, then I'm sorry, I keep hopping in, but your stories are reminding me of other stories. Somebody trying to tell you ice milk is just as good as ice cream. And it's like, no, it's yeah. not. Ice milk is definitely not ice cream. Speaking of things that mothers try to make sound better than they actually are, this was a weird one, but I got my period early. I was 11 years old. And I'll never forget my mom's comment about that was, well, that means you'll have an easier time with menopause. 
I was 11 years old. I didn't even know what meant. Why is she telling me this? That is so many years away. <laughs> well, she's just looking at the glasses half full, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. She also had a thing about uh, it's just as easy to marry a rich man oh, as a poor man. I think that might have been universal. My grandma told yeah, me I that. I think it was yeah. universal. But was this universal? My mom decided that Prince Charles... Wasn't that much older than I was, you know, <laughs> that, you know, set your sights high. Funny. I'm kind of glad that didn't work out, yeah. actually. That's, that's where my mom was. <laughs> she was going for the gold. Yeah. Well, it's good. My parents were very religious. Were your no. parents religious? Well, my mother was brought up Catholic, so she was all in Latin and, you know, every, the. in fact, our grandma would take us to church and it was in Latin and it was terrifying to me to hear. Oh my God. It sounded like they were speaking in tongues. I didn't, had never heard Latin, but. Sure. No. My mom and dad were both Catholic, raised Catholic, Catholic schools, and then, but we didn't. Then went to the dark side. Well, not quite, but we we tried to go to church when we were little. I think my mom felt like we needed some kind of foundation. But I can remember, I'm I was little enough to be sitting on my dad's lap. I was three or four. Do you are were you brought up Catholic? No, no, not Catholic, um, but Presbyterian. Well, I don't know if the I in Catholic. God's been so long since I've been to church. The what do you call it? Service. They do the thing when they're doing the wafers and the wine. I sound like such a, <laughs> wow, such a credit to- Communion. Yeah, communion. communion. But they they ring a bell. And I mean, oh. I found out years, I mean, I was a more than a grown adult. I found out that the reason they ring that bell is because back in the zillion years ago, there were so many people at the services that people didn't know- when it's time for communion. So they would ring the bell because they couldn't see that. And at least that was the explanation that was given to me. But, you know, we went to church, the Catholic church by my house and my mom being brought up Catholic had very, it's, there's so many rituals and the right way to do things. And we had to wear like the little doilies on our heads and our best outfit and you couldn't talk. And there were so many rules and we just weren't a family that I mean, we had rules, but it was terrifying going to church. You were afraid. So any, and I'm little, I'm sitting on my dad's lap and they ring the bell and I scream out, why do they keep ringing that bell? And I thought my mother was going to crawl under the pew. Oh my my dad laughed. He thought it was funny, but my mom, she was furious, you know, and of course sure. I didn't know. And I heard some snickers from the people it was a combo. I had dirty looks from some people and and the snickers, but and of course, what did I do wrong? You know, just I'm asking a question. You know, so. But you guys were well, churchgoers. Went to church every Sunday. Yeah. My dad was an elder in the church. My mom started out as a Christian education director for the church. That's what she was when my she and my dad met, and then you know she went on to be director of Christian education. Uh, for a while at the church, and then was a deacon later on. Very, very religious. My mom got her education in in religious studies, or I can't remember exactly. But yeah, it very religious family. So I was always taught that God was watching me, mm. and if I did anything wrong and got reprimanded, I knew God was watching me. And I kind of wish people thought that today. Because uh, they, maybe they wouldn't be doing all the stupid things they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But yeah, I would literally think, well, I better be careful about this. God's watching me. And if mom and dad punished me, I literally remember going in my room going, they're right. They're right. They were right to punish me. I did wrong. I did wrong. I was my own worst judge and jury. Yeah. But that (laughs) God was watching. Yeah. And then you learn to self govern. Uh, Maybe someday I will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I think my mom had so much of that, that kind of fire and brimstone that she didn't do that. And then, and I don't remember us going to church much past eight years old. And we weren't Hmm. regular churchgoers. It seemed like, yeah, we need to get a dose. We better, we better go to church. Any other lessons from your Um, mom or dad that you picked up over the years? Here's a lesson. Don't tell me I should stop smoking. That's something you should never say to your mom. <laughs> yeah, it will. I can testify. Yeah, it will not be received well. <laughs> Could be more harmful to your health yeah. than the smoke. Yeah. yeah. Or when the adults are around, the kids had to scatter. Like you just, there were certain things you just knew, but I don't know if that was a lesson. That was more of a preventative. If you want to live to see tomorrow, then you better get out of (laughs) here. Oh, did you, well, I mean, that's probably the same for all of us. You know, did you go to the bathroom before you, before we left? Yeah. Cause, and you, we'd get in trouble if we had to stop, you know, it just, there was something always about making good time. And I never understood that because we were never going anywhere where there was something was starting at a particular time. It's funny. We were not on time for, I, I used to have nightmares about the flood was coming in and I couldn't get anywhere fast <laughs> enough and I couldn't get out of the house. And I know it had to do with, because we were late for everything. We would get to, I never saw the beginning of any movie that I can remember or a play. We'd get there late. Oh. I'm not sure why that was, but it it kind of haunted me because I had nightmares about having no control over my own time yeah. and getting there when I needed to. And be. so now you're, I bet you're very punctual for things that are important. Yeah. I think. And was your mom at home? Well, that's the interesting thing. That's probably the biggest thing I got from my mom. It's not an amusing story, but I was born in the 50s and 60s. Women didn't really work that much. And my mom worked most of my childhood. She worked either at the church or then she worked in the school system. And when she, I think probably when we were little, she taught piano at the house. So she always, I grew up not ever thinking about not working and didn't think it was that revolutionary in the 70s when suddenly women wanted to get jobs because I thought all women worked and that's what you do. But that wasn't really the case back then. So I think that's the biggest thing that she left me with. So your mom didn't work? No, she was stayed at home. She didn't drive. She learned to drive when my sister was born. So she learned to drive in 1970. But prior to that, she didn't. So we, my Aunt Lois was a very important person in my life. And I probably, if it weren't for her, we never would have gone to the circus. Not that anybody wants to go to a circus now, but back then that was a big thing for kids. Mm -hmm. Or the beach or just grab a picnic. You know, let's just go to the park. We didn't We just didn't do that, except my Aunt Lois did. And as I said earlier, and this isn't an amusing story either, it's just a reality. My mom had some depression issues and was agoraphobic. So for her, it was a big deal. And it was a big deal to just get out and go out. And my aunt Mm. was that person that just said, you know, my mom would have, well, we can't, we don't have the money to do it. We don't, we, there was always some reason why, you know, I'm coming, I'll be over there in 15 minutes, have the kids in their suits, get, bring a towel. I've got the cooler. We'll get snacks along the way. And so she was, she was huge in my life. And she also could be very snarky, very mean. You know, she was very, she could shiv in the kidneys. You know, she'd, she'd say something about our family that wasn't, 
wasn't nice. And I knew it even when I was really little, but, Mm. but she was great. I mean, she was great, great to us, but every once in a while she would get my mom to go out with her and they'd go to the red lantern and we were taken to the red lantern very rarely, but it was a big deal when we got to go to the Red Lantern. But sometimes that's a whole other story, the Red Lantern and what we had to do in order to go to this really nice, what we thought was a really nice restaurant. But she would drag my mom out and Aunt Lois was a a bit of a drinker and my mom was not. But on those nights, either my dad would watch us or my Uncle Joe, Aunt Lois's husband. And I, I guess just because I was never used to babies, I was never used to anybody watching us. So I was always afraid of, I don't know, it just, it seemed like nobody was really in charge. And, you know, that made me nervous when I was at my cousin, you know, there were three cousins and there were two of us, my sister and I, and before my little sister was born. And it just seemed like somebody was going to get an eye put out, you know, there was going to be somebody running with scissors somewhere. And so I was a very, you know, I, I would monitor a lot of things to make sure that things were being done safely, but I couldn't wait till they got home because I didn't, I didn't like it. So I started babysitting when I was like 11. And I remember one of the families down the street made a really, really, really bad mistake and had me come babysit for their newborn oh my baby. Gosh. Pretty newborn for me. Oh. It, it, my brother and sister were both adopted, so I never grew up with babies in the house. So I knew nothing about taking care of a baby, but they thought, oh, she's 11, she's almost 12, oh she can gosh. come down and babysit this baby while we go out to whatever they were going out to. And it was an absolute catastrophe. I knew nothing about babies. The baby kept crying and crying, and I kept changing its diaper. I think I had a pile of diapers by the end of the night, and the baby was just crying because it was going to sleep, you know, just needed to kind of cry itself to sleep. I didn't know that. I thought something was dreadfully wrong, and I tried all the things that would make babies stop crying. And I'm telling you, by the time they came home, I was sitting there crying more than the baby. Oh, that's terrifying. You were 11. <laughs> I never oh babysat gosh. for them again. Yeah. But I'd never been around no. babies. They didn't yeah, know that. Because no. I had a younger brother and sister, yeah. you know. Yeah. Know I started babysitting when I was 12, but I would never, I don't, I would never babysit anything that yeah. couldn't talk. I wouldn't babysit. It was, that wasn't old enough. Uh, yeah. I didn't want anything. It was too scary. They were, that was, must have been terrifying. I, I was certainly terrified. It was just—it was very traumatic. To this day, I've never had children, and it might have been that night that yeah, did it to me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I don't blame you. But your parents went out regularly. I mean, they would—I don't know about regularly, but they would go out, you know, or they had church functions oh, or something like yeah. that. I do remember they had parties, uh, like a bridge party. Uh-huh. They would probably go out to other people's houses for bridge, for dinner, and bridge and stuff. And then there were nights when. The bridge parties would be in our living room and they would set up three card tables and other people would come over. And were the kids allowed to Um, be around or did you need to not be with them? um, I remember probably having to either play a song on the piano or maybe do a little dance from my dance routine (laughs) periodically. I'm sorry, was that, did they request that or was that, or did you come out and decide there was a, a floor show? I do not think I did it of my own free will, (laughs) but being the very obliging child who wanted to be perfect in my parents' eyes, I'm sure if they requested it, I did it, you know, but probably not with the enthusiasm one would hope. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I wonder if we could see the faces of your um, audience, you know, like if they're just want like, oh, okay, then the kids are going to go. Let's get this over with. Yeah. yeah. And then we can get to our. <laughs> Bring out the drinks. Our Tom Collins and we can get on with it. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny. Bridge. My my parents, I mean, they talk, I don't, they talked about playing. I don't remember them ever us having parties or them going to anybody's house, but that was a, does anybody play bridge anymore? That would kind of be a fun thing to resurrect, you know, make a comeback. I think it might have a revival. <laughs> I, I think that would be fun. It would you be have, nice yeah. to, you know, have an excuse for a dinner party or drink and snack party or whatever. Yeah. Because everybody's about getting together in small spaces and then drinking and driving. That's all. The, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, going to make a revival too. Good times. So, good yeah. Time. Always. Were there other things that your parents taught you how to do? Like I would paint the kitchen cupboards with my mom and I would refinish furniture with my mom. That was pretty cool. I, I got to tell you, I don't, I mean, I'd help my dad when he would try to fix the car, hmm. but you know, and it, it's funny now because, and it's funny to my sisters and I, because it's, it's our dad, but everything was a thing. Like if my job was to hold the flashlight, you weren't doing it right. You know, it's like, and now I know that it was him being frustrated at not knowing how to fix the whatever, you know, but it was always that kind of stuff. Like it always seemed like it was going to be a leave it to beaver moment, you know, and mm. the dad was going to, you know, what was the dad's name? Hugh Beaumont. I don't remember what his name was on the show. Ward. Yeah. Ward Cleaver was going to sit down. Well, boys, let me tell you, you know, it's all going to be okay. And, and somehow it always ended up with just just everybody being angry. So it was, oh, you just, it just cool. wasn't, yeah. And I don't remember cook. My mom didn't bake. She always cooked, but she cooked for us. Like we never cooked together or anything. I don't, I don't know, you know, and another story, gosh, it's a wonder I don't have a needle hanging out of my arm. <laughs> I'm realizing, but I don't know. I'm going to tell the story, but we can edit it out or I can tell it another time. But my mom offered to play a game with me. I was I was probably five and I wasn't in school yet or I, I was only going a half day or something. But my mom, we were going to play checkers and my mom had showed me how to play checkers and very patient, which my mom was not typically, but she taught me the game. I was just going so much fun and I'm playing with my mom. Well, I made a move, you know, I jumped her three times and then said, king me, you know, and she was like, oh, that's so good. And, and then she, in like a split second, she picked up the board and threw it across the room, you know, like she was so mad that she, and she was, and I know she didn't want to be, she didn't, but she was a really poor sport. And so, and you had legitimately won. Yeah. Yeah. Cheat. I wasn't just being a jerk. And I just, I did, you know, I, yeah, I snaggled it across the board and got, you know, I got to the, the other side. And I think you say king me when you get to the other side. And, but it just, it wasn't, that's not fun. No, it wasn't. But it. But now as an adult, like I'm, so, I'm just not competitive at all. You know, I just, mm -hmm. and when you want to, if you want to win, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's fine, you know, and, oh, and I, bet. I feel like it's made me a good sport. You uh -huh. know, I don't know if I'm fun to play with and I don't just say, oh, I give up, you win. But I'm just very aware. I was very aware of that when my son was born, mm, you know, yeah. I, I did, I wanted him to feel like he was winning something, you know, but I feel bad because I, my parents didn't, I mean, I didn't, I don't feel bad about this. I feel bad for you because I, my parents didn't fight at least not in front of us. I don't think they ever, they might've had disagreements, but they didn't fight. In fact, when I was in kindergarten, the teacher called my parents and said, 
you know, Martha, that's what they called me. Martha said that you are, that there was some fighting in your house. And I just maybe wanted you to be able to know that and talk about it if you need to. So my mom said, Martha, what's this about your kindergarten teacher said that you told her we fight at home. And I said, well, you do. Uh, You know, after dinner, you say, I'll do the dishes. And then dad says, no, I'll do the dishes. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was the extent of the fighting I ever heard. Yeah. You were in the Cleaver household then. Yeah, I think kind of so. Yeah, And that's impressive that your dad did dishes. I guess. I guess he did. Yeah. We didn't have a dishwasher. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're growing up, you you only know what you know. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't think I knew until I was in high school when I went to other friends' houses and watched their parents operate that I just thought that this is how it is. And and I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I love my mom and dad. It was just, you know what you know. I remember um, uh, when I went off when I was 18 years old and was in the singing group up with people and we traveled around the world, I was shocked at how many of the people in my cast came from families that were divorced. I mm-hmm. didn't know people who were divorced. I I mean, you know, it was a small town, Lynchburg, Virginia, and I grew up in a religious household. So I didn't yeah. know people who were divorced. I was shocked. So many came from yeah. broken homes. I also, I wanted to live in an apartment. We lived in a house, but when I I think when I was in junior high, I remember being so angry that we didn't live in an apartment because it seemed so cool because of family affair. You know, it's where Buffy and Jody and Sissy lived and and it just and my mom said, but, but we have a house. We've got a yard and we Yeah, but I don't want that. I want to I want an elevator and I want to, you know, and she just thought, yeah, and of course, you ungrateful so and so, but maybe my mom was right because now that I look back on it, I have never lived in an apartment. I've always lived in a house. So that was, wow. I guess, a, a lesson that um, sadly she's not here to, to, to see that she was right, but she was right. Wow. You know, I think all these lessons we somehow picked up from our parents have made us the people we are today. Yeah. For better or yeah, for worse. Yeah, I was going to say good or bad. I don't know. Jury's still out. <laughs> Yeah, stay tuned. (laughs) Folks, let us know. (laughs) How about you? Any wise words from your mothers? We want to hear them. Boy, do we. Maybe we'll learn new things. Post your mother quotes on our Just Jiggle the Handle Facebook page. Subscribe where, oh yeah, you know the drill, subscribe. (laughs) And join us next time for more brilliant words to live by at Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the the handle. Handle.